It's the SFL Nights with It's the SFL Nights with With AJ Stryker With AJ Stryker Sorry, I had to groove to that just for a little bit. What's up, SFL Nation? Welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decided to hit that play button or <laughs> click on that radio dial. <laughs> I really appreciate it, y'all. Oh, man, we had some great stuff happening for week six SFLM action. And, you know... I think that the players, the coaches are getting very acclimated to the way that the AI works for this season because this is, has has been probably one of the most entertaining um, rookie seasons that I've seen in a while. Everybody has their moments where they shine, but this week was definitely one of them, and I can't wait to go over all of that with you. Um, we will also be doing my rookie shout-outs it's strictly for those that did not receive player of the game, but did make a positive impact in the game, whether they lost or whether they won. Then we're going to be going to my SFL chat around the water cooler that we'll be, we'll be talking about playoff standings. If the SFLM ended today, where everyone would be in the playoff rankings, uh, followed by week seven's schedule and then my fourth and goal interview truly excited about i have mr caesar ackerman from the memphis river runners uh tight end i also have mr robert cherry defensive end for the madison Lynx, and then i have deputy commissioner Mr. Andrew Rastaselli with me as well, going over just SFLM, going trying to um, have a deep, in-depth interview with everybody, just so we can get to know these people in our community. That's my main thing. I've always done that, so I am looking forward to sharing that with you. But first, week six action now. <clears throat> The Tacoma Grizzlies took on the Madison Lynx and the Madison Lynx won 30 to 17. The Lynx had 211 yards passing, 112 yards rushing for 323 yards total. Their time of possession was 25 minutes, 30 seconds with one mistake. They had seven points in the first, three points in the second, three points in the third, and 17 points in the fourth quarter. Tacoma had 226 yards passing, 80 yards rushing for 306 yards total. Time of possession was 17 minutes, 49 seconds with four turnovers. They had three points in the second and 14 points in the fourth quarter. 
player of the game was quarterback Xander Moon with 25 completions, 30 attempts, 211 yards, three touchdowns, and 11 rushing yards. The San Jose flight took on the Annapolis Navigators and the Navies won in a big way. 48 to 16 still remains undefeated. The Navies had 283 yards passing, 154 yards rushing for 437 yards total. Their time of possession was 17 minutes and 26 seconds with only one mistake. The Navies had 14 in the first quarter, 17 points in the second quarter, uh, 14 points in the third quarter, and three points in the fourth quarter. The flight had 305 yards passing. 85 yards rushing for 390 yards total. Time of possession was 26 minutes, 34 seconds with three mistakes. San Jose flight had three points in the first quarter, six in the second and seven in the fourth quarter. Player of the game was running back Randy Squarebush with 17 attempts, 160 yards, three touchdowns and 33 reception yards. The Salt Lake City Rustlers took on the Memphis River Runners, where Memphis won 24-13. to 13. Memphis had 230 yards passing, 124 yards rushing for 354 yards total. Time of possession was 21 minutes, 33 seconds, with three mistakes. They scored seven points in the first, 14 points in the second, and three, three points in the fourth. Salt Lake had 166 yards passing, set 54 yards rushing for 220 yards total. Time of possession was 20 minutes, 55 seconds with one turnover. They scored three points in the first quarter and 10 points in the fourth quarter. Player of the game was halfback G.P. Wells. 19 attempts, 129 yards, two touchdowns, and 22 reception yards. And the upset of the night was the Lexington Miners taking on the Boise Mud Dogs, where Boise pulled it out, won their first game of the season, winning 20 to 17. Congratulations, Boise. Hey, I'm glad. I mean, Lexington, I, I've been there, man. I, I understand where y'all at. Had to get the first win off somebody, but I'm glad that Boise did not go winless. Um, Boise had 156 yards passing, 165 yards rushing with 321 yards total. Time in possession was 22 minutes, 40 seconds with one turnover. They scored three points in the first quarter, 14 points in the third quarter, and three points in the fourth quarter. The Lexington Miners had 189 yards passing, 92 yards rushing for 281 yards total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes, 20 seconds with three turnovers. They scored three points in the second quarter, seven points in the third quarter, and seven points in the fourth quarter. Player of the game was running back Douglas Brown. 33 carries, 168 yards, one touchdown, 27 reception yards. So, again, congratulations to all of the winners. And hopefully things will be a little bit different for everyone that uh, were not successful this week. All right. Rookie shoutouts. Sliding over to rookie shoutouts. Um, again, for those that were not named player of the game, but did make an impact in their game, whether they won or lost. For the San Jose flight on the offense, I have Jay-Z Bacon. Running back, 17 carries, 59 yards, one touchdown, and 15, 15 long. Quarterback, Jordan Sykes. 
type with uh, 31 completions, 47 attempts, 305 yards. And Logan, wide receiver Logan Strange with 10 receptions, 109 yards, 22 long, averaging 10 yards per reception. On defense, strong safety Bryant James with 10 tackles and two tackles for loss. And linebacker Sean Robinson with five tackles and three assists. For Annapolis, offense quarterback Gene Struthers with 20 completions out of 25 attempts, 80 yards, um, a completion, uh, 283, excuse me. Eighty completion percentage, two hundred eighty-three yards, two touchdowns, and forty-eight long. Wide receiver Oren Darby with six receptions, one hundred and forty-three yards, two touchdowns, forty-eight long, twenty-three yards per reception. And on the defense, King cornerback King Rashid with seven tackles, two assists, one pass deflection. Linebacker. Tazzy Blackwell with nine tackles and three assists. Line black, linebacker Yambe Adams with uh, nine tackles, three assists, two pass deflections, and one interception. Defensive tackle Odette Boudreaux had two tackles, two assists, one sack, and one tackle for loss. Free safety Gerald D. Gone with four tackles, two assists, one pass deflection, one interception for 78 yards and even a touchdown. All right, Gerald, I see you. I see you. For Lexington Miners, uh, the only offensive side of the ball, we have wide receiver David Gears with 10 receptions, 112 yards, one touchdown, 25 long, 11 yards per reception. And on defense, Linebacker Forrest Dalton, 15 tackles, 15 tackles, two assists, one tackle for loss. And strong safety, Isabella Blackwell with eight tackles, five assists, one tackle for loss, one interception, 13 yards, 13 long. Oh, he was busy over there in Lexington, huh? Boise, off the, the Boise, <laughs> on the offensive side of the ball, tight end Kyle Storm with two receptions, 32 yards, one touchdown, 18 long, 16 yards per reception. And on defense, strong safety Dante Grimm with 17 tackles, two assists, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, two interceptions, 45 long. Cornerback Don Fletcher with seven tackles and one assist. And the defensive end, Anthony Strover with one tackle, one assist, one sack, one tackle for loss. Tacoma. Offense, wide receiver Mike Savage with eight receptions, 107 yards, one reception touchdown, uh, 33 long, 13 yards per reception. Wide receiver Shane Kaufman with six receptions, 38 yards, one touchdown, 11 long, and six yards per reception. Defense, strong safety, Frank Bernstein, 12 tackles, three assists, two tackles for loss. Defensive end, Jaden Taylor with three tackles, one assist, one sack, one tackle for loss. Linebacker, Dabson Bugnut, interesting names. Six tackles, one assist, two tackles for loss. If I ever have you on my show, you're going to have to explain that name to me. I know it means something. Got to. Madison, offense. Tight end, Scott Fowle. Five receptions, 37 
yards, one touchdown, 15 long, seven yards per reception. Wide receiver, Charlie Baker, four receptions, 48 long, one touchdown, 20, I'm sorry, 48 yards, one touchdown, 27 long, and 12 yards per reception. Defense, defense, um, free safety, Michael Lister, with six tackles, two assists, two pass deflections, two interceptions, 17 yards, and 13 long, strong safety. Aaron Adrian, whoo, sorry, Adrian Blaine, seven tackles, one tackle for loss, one interception, and one and 17 yards. Well, one interception for 17 yards. Cornerback Enzo Bolts, four tackles, one assist, one pass deflection, one forced fumble. Mm. Kicker, Alec Finley, three field goals made, three field goals attempted, 47 long. Salt Lake offense, kicker, Jordan Bradshaw with two field goals attempted, two field goals made for 43 long. And defense, cornerback, Derek Law, two tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, two interceptions for 86 yards and one touchdown. Congratulations. Linebacker, Bogey Barr with 12 tackles, two assists, five tackles for loss. Strong safety, Frank Cluster, five tackles, two assists, and one tackle for loss. Memphis, offense. Quarterback, Cyrus Jive. I love his name, Cyrus Jive. 24 completions, 33 attempts, 230 yards, one touchdown. Quarterback percentage of 72 I'm sorry, completion percentage of 72.73. Wide receiver, Israel Adams, with four receptions, 50 reception yards, one reception touchdown, and 32 long with 32, um, averaging 32 yards per reception. Defense, I have Matt linebacker, Matt Anderson, with 10 tackles, five assists, one tackle for loss, three pass deflections. And linebacker, Saeed Gore, with eight tackles, one assist, and one tackle for loss. Now, remember, if you don't hear your name, do not be discouraged. I'm sure you have plenty of time to, to get your name on this list, all right? Speaking of lists and uh, things of that nature, we have the SFL chat around the water cooler. Now, if you want to get more information about the SFL and the SFL my, major leagues, minor leagues, any articles, any um, direct direct links to our podcast, things of that nature, com- uh, community content, excuse me, then please visit our website at www.simulationfl.net. You can even join our Discord to be able to view some of the graphics that I actually showed during my podcast. We have those available on Discord. Some are available on the website. But this one will actually be on Discord. And it is our SFLM Playoff Standings. This is an exciting time for players and coaches of the SFM, SFLM um, as the playoffs are drawing near. So if the season ended today... The playoffs would work out as follows. Number one would be Madison Lynx. Um, going, they are now 5-0, as well as the Annapolis Navigators being 5-0 as well. Followed by Tacoma and Memphis, both coming in at 3-3. Three and three. 
rounding things off <clears throat> and actually they still have a chance you know still it could be in the hunt anything can happen any given sim day the lexington miners is number five with two and three salt lake city sitting at number six with two and three san jose flight sitting at number seven two and four and Boise and Ottawa are both sitting at one and four, rounding off the eighth and nine positions. And um, Boise was, I imagine, was in number in the, in the ninth spot last week. But since they got that win over the Lexington Miners, um, which are ranked higher, they are able to be bumped up a little bit. So congratulations to all of you. Four teams will make the postseason and uh, playoff schedule semifinals will be on December the 22nd. And the fourth SFLM championship will be Wednesday, December the 29th. Going to be some exciting things coming up. So these games coming up for week seven are going to be very important because it will help solidify some things for some people and probably give others a second chance. So games will be taking place on Friday, December 3rd, and will be as follows. And can also be found on SFL, uh, SFL's YouTube channel as well. The Annapolis Navigators will be taking on the Salt Lake City Rustlers at 7 p.m. The Boise Mud Dogs will be taking on the Ottawa Calvary at 7.20 p.m. Should be a good game. Both of those, those individuals, teams, are 1 and 4. So we're going to see who's going to take that win evenly matched up with the seams. Then the Natasa Lynx will be taking on the Lexington Miners at 9 p.m., followed by the Tacoma Grizzlies taking on the Memphis River Runners at 9.20. It's going to be some wonderful games. A lot to tuck in. A lot of rookies are very excited about their chances um, of making it to the playoffs and even making it to a championship and even winning your first championship as a rookie. Good stuff. Good luck to all of you. And I'm looking forward to seeing your efforts work out on the field. Next up, my fourth and goal interviews. Enjoy. What is up, SFL Nation? We are back with the very first fourth and goal interview for this evening. I have Mr. Robert Cherry, Defensive lineman for the Madison Lynx. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Doing wonderful. I'm so glad that you were able to make some time for me today, brother. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. How are you enjoying your time in the league so far? Uh, I'm enjoying it uh, quite a bit. Uh, I really love Madison. I love the team. Locker room is amazing. So a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's get to know you a little bit. So, who are you? What is your name, your age, your hometown? Some interesting facts about yourself and your favorite NFL team. Well, let's see. Uh, my name is Robert Cherry. I am 32. I live in Orlando, Florida, but I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. And my favorite team, of course, is the Chicago and you know i'm a husband and father uh father two boys 
Awesome. Hey, Robert, I'm going to need you to do me a favor, dear. Um, if you can repeat, uh, I heard that you said you're from, um, you're originally from um, Chicago. Um, if you can start right there, because for, it looks like your camera went out too. Yep. So oh, my camera went out? Yep, your camera is out. So I'll edit all this. Oh, now you look good. Okay. So I can I edit all this part out, so you'll be good to go. Okay. So just start back at the Bears and we're all good. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Chicago Bears. Uh, I'm a father of two boys, and <laughs> you're a Bears fan too? Absolutely. Bears and Falcons fan. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm a father of two boys, a four-year-old and three-year-old, and I have been with my wife since high school, uh, 14 years now. Been married to her for seven years. That is wonderful. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. That is beautiful. That is beautiful to be able to have a relationship, not only having a friendship with a person since high school, one of marrying them and being, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she's my best friend. That's beautiful. Is she going to join the league too? I've been talking to her about it, but she's more of a hockey fan. So it's hard to get her to transition to that. Understood. Hey, if she's looking for a hockey league, I'm in there too. So I can give her the information on that. Okay. <laughs> oh, awesome. Dope. So tell me, have you ever played sports yourself? Yes, I played lacrosse in high school. Uh, I did try out for football, but uh, during tryouts, I got kicked out for fighting. So the lacrosse coach actually saw me fighting and he wanted me on his team for defense. <laughs> hey, hey, it worked out either way. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. Who were you fighting about if you don't mind me asking? I was, I was trying out for tight end and I kept bumping heads with this linebacker and eventually he threw fists and I threw fists and that's all she wrote for, for my tryout and his tryout. He got kicked out too. Hey, you know, sometimes it, sometimes that testosterone hits and you know, you just got to punch something. I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but yeah. I get it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, yeah. it worked out for you anyway. Um, how did you find the SFL? Yeah. Uh, I was watching on my Samsung TV. It came up on FTF. I saw uh, the Florida Storm, I believe, facing either the Atlanta Swarm or uh, Charleston Predators. I thought it was really cool, so I had to sign up. Oh, phenomenal. What did you think about it? Like, how did that game make you feel? It was it was a great change of pace from watching uh, you know live football and it was very entertaining hearing the announcers and I just wanted to be a part of it. It was really cool. I'm telling you, the announcers, they the the broadcasters, they make or they can make or break an experience. And that was one of the reasons why I joined was because of the excitement that they had for this game as a simulation. But they sound like they were calling real games. And then when you hear your name called, I know it's amazing. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, why did you decide to join the league? I mean, you could have went anywhere. You could have been a part of different other leagues. Why the SFL? Uh, I chose the SFL just because I saw them on S uh, FTF and I joined the Discord and I was in Discord for a couple of weeks before I decided to actually create a player. And I liked the community. I liked what they were talking about. Talk, they were talking about sports and, mm -hmm. and other uh, things. It was really cool. Now, you alluded to one of my questions earlier about your locker room. So tell me, what is the Madison Lynx locker room like? 
And how did you feel when you were placed in that locker room? I was, of course, when I first got picked, I was uh, nervous to join Madison. It, uh, But now I know it's a really close-knit group. Uh, we hype each other up every progression day, every game day. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the coaches are amazing. Talking to Axel, talking to Jacob, talking to the other coaches. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. And then your teammates make it even better because you have that camaraderie. Like we all came yep. through this, this little war together. And then when you come out clean, oh, definitely. Side, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Like our, our defensive side of the ball is, is doing great and we're watching the offense grow. It's amazing. All right. Gotcha. And so that again alluded to my next question so how do you think madison's season is going for so far and how do you think that you're doing as a player so far uh i think madison is doing great i mean we're undefeated right now i do hope we stay undefeated all the way through to the playoffs i do think we will make the playoffs but once you're in the playoffs anything could happen of course uh, me as a player i do like uh, my progressions i do like where i'm being uh, uh, where my attributes are going. Uh, I've been working closely with the coaches on what I need to work on and what I need to input in. And I think that's been helping me a lot. Phenomenal. That is very important. Um, so why did you choose that particular position? Was it that was all that was offered to you? Or was this defensive lineman position something that you really wanted to be? That's what I decided to pick. I did consider tight end but i did like to, to be on the, in the trenches be a d lineman be, move bodies get sacks I, I like that idea get tackles for losses that's what i wanted to do okay gotcha gotcha mm -hmm. what do you plan on improving upon with your player with my player i think i need to improve on my pass rush a little more but of course i need to speak with my coaches they know what's best for me so i generally follow what they tell me to do Phenomenal. Okay. So tell me, do you plan on being involved in the league in any other aspect besides being a player? So scouting, stats, broadcasting, anything of that nature? Uh, I do plan on getting into scouting, and I believe that is a stepping stone going into other uh, aspects of, of the SFL, like maybe getting into analytics, the stats, maybe getting into broadcasting. And eventually I would like to be an owner, but I know that it takes time. It takes uh, a lot of learning uh, the processes. So I, I do plan on coaching one day too. So I'm, I'm excited to see where I could go with this. Absolutely. I am too. And I think the best way for you to start if you're going to do that is probably start off in the minors. Be a coach, perhaps, of the Madison Lakes, maybe. You know, that would be awesome. The, right? You know, and then, you know, then other opportunities will present themselves because you never know. Um, but when you have that experience, it definitely shows. And when you have the will to want to do something too, um, yeah. that makes you a, a lot more attractive to teams during draft. Speaking of the draft, what are your expectations from the team that will draft you? Uh, I'm hoping I go to a defensive-minded team. Uh, something that I strive for is to be the best defensive player out there, best defensive lineman out there, and I hope that the team I go to has that defensive mind, that wanting to be the best defense out there and push for the playoffs, get get into the championship. That's That's what I would like out of the team. Awesome. So what kind of personality will you bring to someone's locker room? 
a very positive personality. I, I'm always cheerful, always uh, trying to pump uh, people up and get the team excited. And uh, I think I'll bring that to the team. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, how easy, this is probably, this is one question I'm kind of adding. How easy was the process for you joining the Discord to being selected as your position that you wanted and then being put on a team? Like how easy or how difficult was that process? It was fairly easy. I think the longest part was just me not noticing the Discord, giving me the notifications, hey, do this next, do this next. If I was on top of Discord, I would have been in a lot quicker. Ah, got it, got it, got it. So just pay a little bit more attention to Discord. It's kind of like the advice that you would have for new rookies coming in. Yeah, if you want in, just uh, uh, put put yourself in there and just keep an eye on the Discord. Okay, awesome. Last question for you. Name a goal that you have for the SFL and for real life that you would like to see accomplished by this time next year. Uh, I'd like to continue my goal that I have right now in the minors. I'd like to get a sack a game. That that's my goal. Uh, there's no guarantee I'll hit that. Like I didn't hit that last last uh, game against Tacoma, but I would like to carry that into the SFL and you know, focus on sacks and tackles for losses. In real life, uh, I would like to get promoted uh, soon, hopefully. Uh, right now I'm a coordinator. I'd like to get promoted to manager at my company. Nice. And I think it'll, it'll be uh, good things for me if, if I get to that next level. All right, phenomenal. It looks like I skipped over one question though. If a team wanted to select you at a different position, would you accept or decline that offer? Like, are you tied to the defensive position or our defensive lineman, I should say, or if somebody wanted to pick you up as a cornerback or any other position, would you be willing to switch? Well, I'm currently lined up at defensive end and I recently changed my title to defensive line because I'm willing to change to tackle, defensive tackle. And uh, I am open to whatever team needs me to uh, play at linebacker. I'm willing to do that as well. All right, Robert. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I invite you to come back whenever you want to. Um, after the draft, once you get drafted, you can come back and kind of gloat about it, how you feel, what your experience was, things like that. And I uh, wish you the best you. of luck. You're welcome. You're Thank very you very welcome. much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime, but I cannot let you go without giving you the last word. So that can be a song, that can be a poem, or a simple shout out right now. Robert, the floor is yours. Well, uh, my Discord name is War Poet, and I've written this poem a long time ago. Uh, it is, I am your sword, you are my shield. Together we shall not yield. Victory assured with the desire we wield. Forever rulers of the battlefield. I love it. <laughs> I like that a lot, dear. And I like how you just Thank came you. up with, like, you just ready. Because you knew what I was going to ask. I love it. Yep. Do you have any questions for me um, before you go? Like as a GM, you got anything you want to ask? Or? Uh, as the player, uh, is there anything you wish you could have back and maybe change uh, through your process when you first came into the SFL? Mm -hmm. Maybe throw less interceptions. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, the way I came into the league, I was I was supposed to be a wide receiver. 
Um, I even signed up to be a defensive end. But when Tulsa Dion approached me, he wanted me to be his quarterback. And being the first female quarterback of the league was something that excited me. So I went ahead and did it. And honestly, I don't think that I would have done it any other way. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's also good that you guys see you guys had a you you guys kind of have it good because I only had one game to prove myself as a wide receiver. You guys have eight, nine, ten, you know, didn't know how long you go into it. You can even be a champion, which looks very good on your resume. So but don't be discouraged if you don't make it to that point. I want to make sure I throw that out there too. If you're you know, kind of like like the Boise Mud Dogs, where not a lot of win- wins in the win column. It's not something that we necessarily look at. We look at your player ability, and then we talk to your coaches and see what type of player you are in the locker room. That's how we do things. Okay. That's Anything awesome. else? Is that, uh, is that also how you look for scouts and coaches? Yes. And if you say that you have a, um, if you, if you have an interest in it. Um, we'll definitely look at it like that. Or if it's a situation to where you express that to us, even to go on to different coaches and GMs and letting them know, hey, I'm willing to do A, B, and C for your team, and I feel like I can be a valuable asset to you, you'll definitely move up to the top of the board. It's all in how you um, sell yourself, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that advice. You're very welcome. And y'all can you can hit me up anytime you have any more questions. And I'll do my best to answer them for you, okay? Thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next week, brother. Oh, I'm excited. Against Lexington, two major defenses in the league. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. So you'll see me out there. <laughs> awesome. All right, Robert. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a good one. You too. All right, and welcome to my fourth and goal interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. Caesar Ackerman, tight end for the Memphis River Runners. How are you doing, sir? I am having a relatively good day today. Awesome. Well, hey, any day that you're on this side is a good day. <laughs> Just what you make of it. So I love it. I love it. That is a very, very good point. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Caesar. It's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to be here today. Yes, we have been missing each other, but, you know, things work out the way they're supposed to. And now we have plenty of time for each other. So congratulations on your win yesterday over the Ottawa Calvary. Yeah, um, even though I barely got any type of, like things thrown my way that's not really the point it's the fact of a lot of the game plan is really starting to go very well because we were definitely struggling a little bit earlier on in the season but with our new offensive coordinator who is just our defensive coordinator as well i definitely can see our team starting to tighten up more and more uh, GP is still getting it done well for us, but we're also incorporating the passing game just a little bit more. Jive is doing really well. Uh, Izell Adams is really showing out. Yeah. And I definitely like our receiving core right now. Our defense. I honestly think our defense is underrated, but 
we'll see what everyone else thinks of that maybe as we go forward but yeah we got the victory it's thanks to the entire team doing what they needed to do and yeah i only got one pass one catch but definitely set up for that touchdown so that was my thing and there are no small parts if you would have missed that ball then what you probably would have been out of we would have just found honestly we would have just found in our way i'm i am confident that this team would have been able to find in our way to get down that field that drive however it's the fact that i did incorporate which that's a good thing yeah and the thing is you're gonna have your moments where you shine it's funny because you're gonna hear from um ddp andrew rasticelli on this same show and you know we were discussing just that and how coaches are trying to get in the sflm trying to get everyone involved as much as possible and i think that's i think that that's amazing because you get a chance to see your player and showcase your talent so well this week you weren't targeted as much next week it may be coming your way so you better have make sure you have that glue on your gloves man catch it catch everything well well yeah there is the potential for that to happen however if it does if it okay i personally believe that if the game plan is working mm -hmm. then the game plan needs to stay relatively the same now if i do get more looks then all right that's fine but if it doesn't help the team actually get it done then it doesn't matter okay awesome team oriented individual that is not about his personal stats but is about the win like that of course personal stats they're fine too. <laughs> They're definitely fine. I mean, definitely want to be on an all-star team. Sure. But I don't want to be on an all-star team if the rest of the team isn't doing too well. Okay. That's fair. You want to see yourself winning. You want to help your team win. I, I definitely understand that. Um, right. And we're actually going to take a look, talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but I want to get to know you more about you first. So if you want to share your actual name, if Caesar Eckerman is not your name, you can do so. But I would like to know your age, your hometown, your some interesting facts about yourself, and then your favorite NFL team. All right. So obviously, Caesar Eckerman is not my real name. My real name is Andre. Andre. I am from the South i am in prattville which is a town in alabama mm. i am 24 25 next month fun fact my birthday is on december 30th the exact same day as the draft <laughs> that'd be i am point. not lying that is full-on true nice nice as for interesting things about me I consider myself somewhat of a jack of all trades. Uh, obviously, not all trades. I don't know how to do suing. Uh, I don't know how to sew or anything like that. But I try my hand at certain things like writing. I sometimes make some graphics. I run my own uh, simulation fed, similar to Nighthawk Twenty Four, who I, who is one of my. Um, big inspirations for that he's the entire reason why i do that in the first place 
Nice. Um, besides that, yeah, I'm just somebody who likes being creative in a lot of different ways. Mm, very interesting, because that could definitely come in handy. Um, when you're drafted on your birthday, that would be a nice <laughs> gift. You know, to be able to say, hey, All right, let's, hold, let's hold. Yeah, yeah, but let's hold off a little bit. I'm not going to be one of those people who just automatically assume that, oh, I'm going to go in the first. I'm going to be the guy that's going to be in the headlights. No, I'm not going to assume something like that. No, no one should. No one should. You know, keep, again, a, keep a humble point of view on it. I like it. I love it. Being humble is a good thing. Because if no, you're... going in the first round would have been going in the first round would be pretty good, but I'm going to hold off on assuming things here. Okay. And that's fair. That's fair. So with that said, who's your favorite football team? NFL team? The Atlanta Falcons. Hey! <laughs> Very sure. nice. Very nice. I have not. Well, I can't say I didn't have any Atlanta Falcons fans on the show before, but they're very far few between. So, hey. I would understand that. <laughs> well, I'm a Falcons and a Bears fan. So. Ah, so fan of Atlanta, fan of Chicago. Yeah, I'm from Atlanta. Um, ah. but my, her, my husband is from Chicago, so we often support each other's teams unless... We are playing each other then you go for your home team so that's a very fair point yes this is it's hard you know it's hard being a, a fan of atlanta you know braves kind of broke well actually the five strikes yeah the I braves mean, just won the entire world series which right. by the way i being 24 and being somebody who's into basically all the atlanta teams except for the georgia bulldogs i when it comes to the college level, I don't rep uh, Georgia Bulldogs. I, and a lot of people are not going to like this, I rep the Crimson Tide. Well, I mean, you are from, <laughs> you are from Bam. I get that. I get that. I get that. That's not, I can't expect you to root for all the Georgia teams. However, you all almost lost last night. <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah sure yes we those, almost lost last night all those two intentional grounding calls that were not called would have ended the i <laughs> that's enough for interpretation <laughs> but hey we will see you guys next week all right <laughs> yes, but moving back to Atlanta teams, yeah. uh, being a fan of Atlanta teams for basically most of my life, I have never actually seen any of my favorite teams actually get anything done at the very high level mm. when it pertains to Atlanta. A lot of them get close, especially famously, infamously, the Falcons in 2016, but that went the way it did. So to actually see the Braves actually win the entire thing, which I've never seen any of my teams actually win the big championship, uh, besides college, but right. college is a whole other thing. I'm talking the national world level. Absolutely. And it just gives your team a little jolt of hope, you know, when you're, when you, you finally see that you can win, that you can be with some of those top caliber within the within the top caliber teams in the conversations that are often 
spoken about them. So it's awesome. It's awesome. But tell me, have you ever played sports before? Ah, uh, have I been, have I played sports? Okay, so I have played sports one time in my life, and that was a very local basketball um, joint at the YMCA. However, I'm not the most athletic type of person, so our team wasn't good. I wasn't good. It was not a good time, but. At the very least, I got out there and I did something fun that spring. There you go. And you know, I also tr- there was also uh, football, which I almost got into. I was trying to be a center. Surprisingly, I was trying to be a center, and I just couldn't make the cut because I needed to get things in order uh, when pertaining to grades and stuff like that. I wasn't bad, but I just need to get things in order in that regard which is more important ultimately yes so i definitely understand that i respect that i do right um how did you find out about the sfl in the first place okay so how i found out about the sfl was that one day i was in a group chat with hawks and he was talking about this big football simulation uh thing that he joined in and well, he didn't then he didn't tell us directly about it. It was more like I got curious about some of the things he was letting up on and I sort of asked a little bit of what do you mean? And once he started talking about it, I started understanding what he was trying to say. I looked into it myself. I saw that this is very fun and I decided I'm going to jump in. And I jumped in and initially I was trying to see if I was going to I could potentially be a running back. However, all the spots were filled. So I went with the next best thing, which was tight end. Awesome. Actually, do I do I want to say this here about the draft? You can hmm. say whatever you want to say. Well, I am very heavily pushing towards entering the draft trying to get drafted as a fullback interesting because we'll see on that that was actually going to be one of my questions anyway and i can kind of you know head to that question right now because some teams may not be looking for a tight end so they would want to draft you at at a different position fullback could be something that you may think about is there any other position that you may consider or would fullback be the only one Okay, that opens up quite a bit of different avenues. All right, so yes, fullback is definitely on the table for me if I do get drafted in that regard. Tight end is still on the table if for whatever reason uh, a team is willing to draft me as a tight end. I'll most likely be tight end too. And I don't know whether I'll make use of that new two-way contract that was just brought in recently but besides tight end and besides fullback another position i was looking towards is perhaps and i think i'm the right size for it wide receiver however that's a bit of a stretch just a little bit of a stretch uh my dick my guy is definitely on the more pound side of things Mm. so understandably since i am currently a tight end 
and with the run blocking that I have, it would make sense for me to go to fullback instead of going anywhere else. If anything, if I were to go to a different position besides tight end and fullback, it would probably have to be somewhere on the O-line. Mm. Yeah, I will say this. Fullback is definitely an opening. O-line is a guaranteed pickup because <laughs> everyone needs to pad that O-line and what you'll find out a little bit um, later, kind of segue into this with another, uh, with uh, Rasticelli's interview, is that as an O-lineman, you have the potential to actually control two players. So you can pro- progress two players. One will be one season, I mean, one week, and then you can progress the other one. But you will be in control of actually two players. So you're getting two for the price of one. So that's something to think about, you know, and I just found that out myself. So I felt like that is amazing information to know if that's the route you decide to go. But dope. Um, that's definitely news to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, hey, something to consider, my love. And as of right now, well, before I ask that, I should ask you, how did you, do you remember the very first game you watched for the SFLM or SFL period? And how did it make you feel? Okay, so... I believe that the first game I watched for the SFLM was the first game that I was in. Ironically, because I did watch highlights. What I did was when I actually looked into the SFL when I was initially getting in, I looked at highlights, which were the top 10 plays of the week mm-hmm. that was on YouTube. Right. And I saw the many... Uh, I saw the game that was on there, which was a game I didn't hear of, and I looked into it. I actually found an article about the SFL and you guys basically running on this game and one of the big pioneers of this game as well, which was definitely interesting for me. It's a little unique thing, a little unique um, sort of section that you guys occupy that no one else really does. But yes, I looked into the top 10 plays and that was one of the big reasons that I jumped in besides, of course, a lot of people from the nation doing so as well. And so the first real game that I sat down and watched was the game that I was a part of where it was us Memphis against Tacoma Grizzlies. It was the first game of the last season and we shut them out. (laughs) And it was definitely... I would actually go, I would actually turn around and say that was probably not the best type of first game because that put my expectations high when the rest of our season wasn't. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Honestly, I honestly, I prefer the back and forths because it's much more fun to watch. However, I don't just throw away the games where we are dominating. I mean, look at yesterday, we were dominating there and I was having fun uh, seeing a whole bunch of people on our team doing really well. That's my fun now. I didn't think the same way last year, but I've definitely sort of came into the mentality of, we are all trying to get better so that a team up there in the SFL will look at us and they'll try to snap us in the draft. Because I want to see P- 
people around me get drafted. I want to see Jive potentially go to a team soon. I'm not sure how much uh, QB spaces there are, but I want to see Jive go up. I want to see GP go. I know GP's going in the draft. I'm sure he's going in the draft because GP, maybe he's not the best running back. I think Squarebush is also pretty good in some regards, but GP is in a class of his own. I'm sure he's going to go up. I know he will. Uh, I can see Izzel Adams uh, possibly going up. Maybe if he doesn't go up, then he's going to be the main guy in Memphis next year, mm-hmm. which I'm still going to watch Memphis next year, even if I go up because I'm dedicated to this team. I'm dedicated to SF the SFLM Memphis River Runners because it's the team that I came to. And so I kind of have a little bit of a kinship there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of the Memphis River Runners, how would you rate their season overall as of right now? And what is your locker room like? Right now, and I didn't make mention of this in our locker room right now, we are in the thick of the playoff run. We, I will say that it was a little bit rough the last the last few weeks because we were starting to really slip down further and further. I mean, we definitely wasn't bad by any means. We had a team that is capable. It's just we weren't able to get anything done. Now we are. And I can definitely rate our current season that we have the opportunity to make the playoffs. I'm sure of it. If we don't, then that's fine too. We have a good season. The last two games that we played were pretty good. And it really showed how well every individual piece of this team can be. However, I really think we can get there. Of course, we still have the two big teams up there, the undefeated behemoths in Madison and Annapolis. But... Besides that, I honestly believe that we are in a pretty good position to get it done. Hopefully. So I rate this season B. B. Not a minus, not a plus, just plain old B. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what, how do you rate your player specifically? Through the progression um, process, all of that. How do I rate my player? Well, I can definitely say that my player is definitely mm, top five. Top five tight end. Okay. Probably like around four, maybe three. But definitely good player. Uh, definitely going to have a lot of fun sooner or later. Uh, potentially. Gotcha. With the current with the current game plan, even though I'm not really seeing much of anything, I still think my player is pretty good. After all, look at the big catch that he had uh, in the first quarter that set up for our first touchdown. That shows that even though I'm not really getting much done, when the focus is on me, just for just for a little bit, I can definitely change the game. I can. I would think so. Absolutely. 
And you're supposed to think so. You didn't create <laughs> your player not to make an impact. You didn't create That's... your, you don't do your progressions in the manner that you do because you just want to just not be targeted. So I get, I got you. I love it. That's true. But I'm also not making my player in order to be an Antonio Brown. <laughs> I... <laughs> I see it as basically a puzzle, which I'm just one of the pieces, a part of it that makes the entire thing beautiful. Okay. Gotcha. Now, I alluded to this <clears throat> before I actually started recording. So I think you have a wonderful voice. I think it's clear. And I think I think it is. it has character. Your voice has character. And when I say that... <clears throat> You have some people kind of like Tyler Falk. Um, let's see, like Damon Simeon, like Eddie Gage, like even T-Roy Gaines. There is a certain cadence or certain tones that each individual broadcaster has that can bring life and bring excitement to the game that you're watching. And I think that you definitely possess that voice, maybe because you've often practiced it in your in your EFED, um, but it's very clear, it's very exciting to listen to. So I'm wondering, did you, and I, I, since I know that you love doing graphics, things like that, and love writing, I can see you definitely being a part of our creative team for the league, things of that nature. But have you ever thought about being a broadcaster for us or perhaps working stats or things like that? The only minor issue with potentially being a broadcaster, because I have thought about it, uh, the only issue pertaining to that is just my work schedule. I work retail, and in retail, they have very insane hours, including right now specifically, just because we just came out of Black Friday mm -hmm. and holidays is coming up. So with that, sadly, I don't think I would be able to get it done. If I were to be a broadcaster, I don't think I would be con consistent. I wouldn't want to cause any issues for the people who sets up who does broadcasting and when, mm. just because my schedule is a mess. Gotcha. And that's respectable. Um, I think it is also, it should be noted that when you're signing up to be a broadcaster, you're not necessarily required to call every single game. I believe they want to kind of work it out to where people can have that rest. So maybe you may call it um, maybe twice a month, something like that. So if you are definitely interested, and of course with your job and things like that, I'm sure if you let Mike Dax know that you do have an interest, but this is your set schedule, as long as you may make your tryout and things like that, and they know that you have a a, a knack for it, a talent for it, or even a um, an interest in it, I think that they'd be able to work with you because I've heard I've heard different people call. Some people call a lot more games than others because of their availability. Some people are only able to call one, but I just think it'd be nice for you to do it if the opportunity ever presented itself. Um, <clears throat> with a couple more questions for you, so. What are your expectations from the team that may draft you this year? The only expectation that I have is let me be maybe not a major reason, but at the very least, not a minor reason as to helping the team succeed, which 
I said uh, a little bit before that I potentially may go into the draft as a fullback. Mm-hmm. One of my main reasons for saying that is because, well, if I do get drafted to a team that has a really good halfback, for example, then I would definitely want to be a person that would be able to help the halfback potentially get open and get downfield potentially by setting up that type of play. If I do have to like hatch in the backfield as a fullback to sort of trick the defense into thinking that oh it's going to go to the halfback oh maybe it's going to go to wide receivers no it's going to the fullback which i i will admit when i thought about going to fullback i did look up clips of like nfl fullbacks from all the way back in the day when the fullback position was at its peak i mean there's still good fullbacks in the nfl today but when the position was very much a center of the offense well not a center but uh, still a good portion of the offense i also talked to uh cory mizu not that long ago about his experience as a fullback in the sfl and hearing about his experiences with that definitely made me a little bit more excited to be a fullback as well gotcha okay and what type of personality will you be bringing into someone's locker room? Kind of sell yourself person- a minute. What- uh, the type of personality that I would bring into the locker room. The type of attitude that I'd probably bring into the locker room is somebody who is there to not only just chill out and talk about a whole bunch of random stuff, but when it comes to game day, I want to make sure that I can encourage a whole bunch of people that we can get it done. And even in the regard that we can in any, even in the regard that we don't, if we come up short, then I still want to say that each individual player did a really good job. I want to make people feel like they're not the reason why we lost. They're not the reason why we may come up short or anything like that. I wanted to basically pay attention to the strengths of individuals and say, you are good. Don't think that you aren't. Okay. Positive inspiration. I like that. I like that. That is very valuable in times where you will face adversity and, you know, things of that nature. And so you definitely need to have that to help even the coach. Because if you, if you, if you feel bad as a player by losing that game or not being as effective as you would like to be, can you imagine what the coach feels like? That's responsible for all 20 of you having a good time and winning this game. So that's very true. And I would hope that the locker room would probably do something similar for me because I will admit I am somebody that only just uh, every now and then I may sort of feel that way at times. However, uh, in the greater scheme of things, it's fine. Right. It's only natural. It's only natural. It's only natural. I'm only human. That's it. <laughs> All right, my dear. So last question is, name a goal that you want to accomplish in your SFL career and in real life by this time next year. By this time next year, I, I would hope that I would get at least one rushing or catching touchdown as either a tight end or a fullback 
regardless of where I go in the draft or if I still down here in Memphis River Orange trying to get us a championship. As for IRL, I would have to say that my biggest goal in one second. Hmm? I would say my in real goal, my apologies, would be, I think, just be better than I am right now. Just improve. Okay. Good stuff. We will definitely go back over that. (laughs) Hopefully this time next year we'll be, well, before then, I'm hoping that you'll be on the show before then, but I definitely want to revisit this goal and see if you accomplish what you set out for. All right. (laughs) All right. Caesar, it was a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure having you on the show and getting to know you. Do you have any questions for me before I let you go? Um, not necessarily. However, may I give a little bit of a shout out? Absolutely. Because I actually am going to give you the floor. So do that. The floor is yours. Okay. Now for my shout outs, I do have to say congratulations to boys for getting their first win of the season. I know my man Diamond Blackwell's over there getting it actually done there. I saw a sack from Diamond yesterday. That was really good. I was actually in a VC with him and a whole bunch of others, and he popped off when that happened. <laughs> it was it was funny, but it it made me smile just a little bit. I also have to give props to Adrian Blaine over in Madison. Mm. Uh, him getting a pick yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was fun to watch as well. Uh, I also have to give shout outs to other individuals off of their teams, especially Izzy Blackwell, Isabella. And of course, I can't go without giving a shout out, of course, to the man up there, Florida Storm, Stephen Black, Justice Blackwell, those guys over there. Y'all do great as well. I'm hoping that you guys possibly get a championship next year. However, if I do get drafted to a team and you guys face off against their team, I'll be happy if you guys get it done, but I'll be rooting for all the people that are on my team. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a good thing. But you'll notice being a part of this community. And And of course, I... Wait, wait, wait. And of course, I have to give props to the individual that is on Memphis Rim Runners with me, which is Laquan Smith, cornerback. Uh, he got a pick yesterday. He's been he's been improving bit by bit as well. And I'm hoping that he goes in the draft with me. Hopefully, if I go in the draft, I may be one of those people who will probably tell the person who uh, drafts me, hey, how about him? Hey, as long as there's me, you know, I don't see why not, you know, it is, I I like the fact that, you know, you had the gumption to come out and and do this. And I try to tell all the rookies, you know, if you want to be noticed, if you want people to, to even think about you during the draft, go out on these shows or go out in general chat or even just talk to people. Don't be afraid to reach out and, and talk to individuals. That you is know? very true. Because you never know what you might get from that. 
And like you were saying right. that you're going to be your, your top five tight ends. And because you're on this show, that might have boosted your draft stock because they know about you now. They know what you'll be willing to do. They know what type of person you are, you know, just by hearing your voice. So congrats. I mean, well, congratulations. <laughs> good luck um, next week. Good luck in the draft. And uh, I think you're going to make some major moves and make some major splashes out here in the SFL world. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being on here. I do have to get going. So thank you for having me on here. You have a great day. Thank you. All right. What is up, SFL Nation? And welcome back to my fourth and goal interview with the man, the myth, the legend, Deputy Commissioner, Mr. Andrew Rastaselli. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you're very welcome. You know, I remember when I first started, I always had an issue with your name. And I was like, oh, my gosh, am I saying this right? Now I feel more confident. <laughs> it's very phonetic. Literally said as it's spelled. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to pronounce it with a French accent for some reason. I don't know. Well, I'm Italian, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. Do you speak Italian? No. Oh, dang it. See, my grandfather up. knew a few words that he would say randomly but that was pretty much it and it was things like eat and and hooray you know it was pretty low-key stuff eat is very important that's a good word to learn (laughs) (laughs) but hey welcome back to the show my dear and let's just let's start off with uh for those that don't know much about you andrew um, we have a lot of new people in the league. A lot of people probably didn't hear our podcast the last time I had you on. So tell us about yourself. Who are you as a man? So um, your age, hometown, interesting fact about yourself. Sure. And who was your favorite NFL team? Please don't say Green Bay. It's not Green Bay. <laughs> but however, my wife's favorite team is Green Bay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I grew up outside of Philly. And uh, so that's. I moved there when I was six, and uh, I lived there until I was 21. So um, it was very formative. So that's why all my favorite sports teams are Philadelphia-based. Um, I uh, I'm 38. I have a son who is seven years old. Uh, he is not interested in sports. That's fine. I am. He is interested in video games, so we've we've figured that out at least. Hmm. Um, he uh, or I do IT for a living. Um, I'm currently pursuing a cybersecurity degree because I never finished college. Um, originally, I studied music, and that's why I do IT now because there's no jobs in that. So. Um, and they certainly no, it's don't unfortunate. Pay well. it's unfortunate. It is, it is. So, uh, I was uh, actually in the middle of getting laid off. Excuse me while I let my dog back inside. Um, I was in the middle of getting laid off back in 2016 when I found the SFL. So, uh, that's why I had so much time to kind of give to it as Cam put the call out a couple weeks after joining. Um, Luckily, I fell right into my next job, so didn't have any serious downtime there, but mm-hmm. the job had downtime, so we were able to do a lot there and um, develop the 
progression system and uh, institute that for season 10. Seems like a nice round number that everyone would remember. And, uh, you know, it's been going strong ever since. Indeed. Indeed. And I didn't know, I didn't know that about you. Um, I don't remember if you told me that on the last podcast that we did, um, that that's how you actually started with the league. Did you ever have a player at one time? I did. When I first joined, um, I first looked to see if there's a Philadelphia team, which the SFL has never had a Philadelphia team. So uh, I settled for the team closest to where I lived, which at the time was the DC Dragons. So I joined DC in season in the middle of season seven as a fullback. And um, then the next off season, TJ approached about me taking over as quarterback because uh, Mike Dazzo was taking a break. So I took over as quarterback for season eight, in addition of handling all contract signings and um, in-season replacements and and whatnot. Uh, But then as Cam and I talked more and it appeared that my role was going to grow more, it was going to be a lot more difficult for me to do my job, but be not only have a stake in a team, but also be in all the locker, all the locker rooms and uh, have a stake in a team. So I sadly had to retire after one season at quarterback, which was mediocre at best. And I ruined uh, TJ's uh, playoff streak. And so (laughs) it was time to bow out. (laughs) Oh, no, that's, I mean, you know, things happen. You know, I'm sure yeah. today had the plan for you. you just had to, to progress and things like that. But that's why you implemented progression. You help implement progression in season 10, you know, for things like yep. that. But I think that's very interesting. So I should have been coming to you when I needed some advice in my early <laughs> my earlier seasons. Um, uh, no, quarterback, I... huh? <laughs> no, you shouldn't have come to me. <laughs> Do you ever miss being a player, though? I mean, I understand why you can't especially yeah. having access to all the locker rooms like that i mean at, at times yeah. there's times where i think about like what would i name my player a position would i play you know what would i do to try and make him better and so you know like i think about it um i've tried to get involved in uh in other sim leagues but you know, ultimately the experience of just being a player just i don't know it's not for me um, I need more out of it, I guess. I like, uh, you know, I, I do dungeon mastering for Dungeon Dragons for a group. So it's like, <laughs> I guess wow. I like being in control of, <laughs> of the game and kind of like seeing how the rules uh, play out. And then with this, it's like being able to help kind of build systems like the SFLM and the rookie system and, and stuff like that's the stuff where I, I get excited about. So. Speaking um, of that, let's mm-hmm. go into that. How okay. did you come in? How did you? I'm assuming Cam, with all of your knowledge and how you helped him in the the major leagues, was the reason why he he wanted you to implement the minor leagues. Can you tell us how that whole conversation went, and why is this so important to you? Yeah, I'm. I brought it to him. Okay. Um, we had briefly talked about it and there were always rumblings in general where people are like, Oh man, we wish there was 
like a feeder league or college league or, you know, or minor league. And it was always about bodies. We just didn't have enough people to participate to make it worthwhile. You know, you have to fill at least four teams with enough star players where the gameplay on the field is fun to watch. Um, if it's a bunch of generics going at it, but heads, then, you know, it's, it's generally going to fall apart. So, um, we finally were getting enough people in, uh, when we started showing up on, uh, for the fans and for, and with next level. So when we saw the amount of people that were coming in, that's where I was able to kind of bring, Hey, let's get. I think we have enough to build eight teams with at least ten players, and that should be enough to be something. Um, I currently have the time to because it was like right before the pandemic, so I had actually started a new job that wouldn't really allow me much time during the workday uh, to do things, but um, but I was still finding time in the evenings for that type of stuff. So I said I can run everything. I can put in playbooks for eight teams. I can progress 80 players i i did 400 before so it's really not really not a big deal for me to do to do 80 but since i'm building roster files and doing playbooks for the first time let's just not progress that first season and what players will do is they will uh, check in and essentially bank value that they can progress their player all at once for the draft and that's kind of where it started was just trying to balance my time and energy with the undertaking of um, handling the entire league by myself. Um, as the minor leagues grew, it became easier for me to maintain playbooks and roster files, so we instituted progression there. But we were still trying to balance the speed at which my uh, rookies progressed. Um, we didn't want them to go uh, full on. We didn't want them to match the SFL progression because it slowed down too much and we still only had so many people in the minors. So in order for them to fill the spots that were vacated and also add new spots to teams, we need to make sure that those players were in a good spot to at least be competitive in the SFL. And then after season three of SFLM, we are kind of where we're at now, which is we have nine teams. Every team has an average of about 13 to 14 players on it. And we have a hundred, essentially we have 120 players in the SFLM right now. Um, we only had one missed progression last week. We, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we lost seven players to inactivity and lack of subscription, but then they were immediately replaced a week later. We've averaged a new player we've averaged one new player a day for at least nine weeks now. So like there, people are coming in and they're enjoying themselves and they're enjoying SFLM and they're enjoying the ability to progress. And um, this season we matched the progression to the SFL because the speed no longer needed to um, eclipse that of the SFL. And we wanted to get it ready for the portal so that everything can be automated as soon as that gets set up which should happen this off season. So mm -hmm. if everything's good by the start of season 18, we will have two leagues in the portal. And um, all I will be doing is adding players on and off teams as needed. 
And Which should make your job a lot easier, right? Makes everything easier. <laughs> exactly. How taxing is that, though? Meaning, balancing your real life with mm-hmm. SFL, all of these different things, all of the people wanting different things with their players and asking not only the coaches, but you about how to progress their players the right way. How taxing is that on you? I'll, I'll say that I don't, I try my best to not give advice on how to progress. I give advice on like what things do. I try to give advice on like what attributes do, what animations do. So players and their coaches can make the best decision. I try to stay out of it because that can be seen as like a competitive thing and I don't want to get involved. So um, I'll say that like I did on Axel's show last week when we were going over animations, I was explaining like, now if I was a coach and progressing a cornerback, here's how I would do it. And like, I explained that. And I wasn't really saying that for any particular player. It's just more like from my observations, from my experience in the league, like this is how I would handle that one scenario. Um, And it's not to be taken as the end all be all answer. It's more or less just from, from my standpoint. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that no one person in this league has the answer to either progression or builds or playbooks or game schemes. So, um, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the coaches get better every year, so that statement becomes less and less true. But <laughs> um, I think that it's, but that that's also a good thing. It's good Absolutely. that it's getting more competitive. And that's what we like to see. And SFLM helps with that. It gives a lot of these coaches. What we saw in SFLM season one was like, Cam and I would always comment, and we never see that play in the SFL. Like No one does it. No one does tosses. No one does counters. No one does. Right. And, now, and <laughs> now we do see it a little bit in the SFL. Like It was almost like now they now it didn't risk them wins and losses. They saw someone else risking wins and losses. And like, oh, well, didn't work for them, but it might work for me with this. And um so that's been that's been good because it's been kind of helping all the way around and that's the beauty that's the beauty of having the sflm at least from a gm and owner's standpoint too is that you have that video to go back and look at the players their performances how they've grown over the past few weeks you know the the, the course of nine weeks and even to see if different plays would work out in certain things now I, i i is it a real difference in the major leagues and the minor leagues as far as coaching goes and the, the playbooks? Or is it all oh, pretty much the same? I would say the major difference is that our coaches in the SFLM really do try to involve as many of the players as possible. I will mm. give them that credit. And that's hard to do because in the SFL, you really do kind of play to your strengths you play to your opponent's weaknesses because you need wins. You need wins to bust out tiebreakers. You need wins to make the playoffs. Um, and SFLM, uh, it's about building the experience from the ground up. Certain positions, you do need to make an effort to get those players involved, fullbacks and tight ends, um, and uh, and fifth DBs. Like they need to make an effort to get those players involved. And I'll give them credit that they. They do as good a job as could be expected to do that because in the end, you are at the whims of the game. It's calling the plays. Right. You give it the plays to call, but you know they. We see in the playbooks they're at least trying to get the players involved. Hmm. 
I like that. So would you recommend coaches that are new to the SFL or that inspire to be a coach? Should they just go ahead and start in the SFLM? They should definitely reach out, um, especially with scouting is a very good place to start because what it does is it'll helps you identify plays uh, from watching film essentially. And I think anyone could tell you that that's a big part. Like you get to the point where Ramos is predicting plays before they happen live <laughs> on screen. Like the guy just knows the game. And we can't expect that anyone else will get to that point. But Ramos has been playing this game since he was, I don't know, eight years old or whatever. And, <laughs> and he just, he knows it before it happens. Now, if you can get to a point where at least upon watching film you know what you're looking at then that's a that's an advantage it's something you can use mm, okay absolutely um for the sflm <clears throat> players that are not selected in the draft as you know we go through that every year and since the draft is coming up we already know that not every position is going to be filled not everyone is going to be taken um if you are great awesome welcome to the majors but if you're not I've always said that going back to the SFLM to play is not a bad thing because you can be like Randy Squarebush. These guys putting up three, 400 yards every game <laughs> and freaking five touchdowns. Like, you're going to be like that. And then now he cannot be overlooked. So what is some advice that you want to give to the rookies um, so we won't have some other situations that we've had in the past for people being upset that they weren't drafted and then reacting a certain way. What is your advice? I mean, a lot of what I try, the expectation I try and set is that how everyone experiences the league is different. And I think that it's really admirable that a large majority of the people that join our league are the type of people that like starting from the bottom and grinding their way to the top and none of them really seem to want a shortcut they seem to want to say oh man back back in my first season you know i had i i didn't have such and such you know like it's it kind of helps them build that legacy mm -hmm. rather than having things kind of given to them and we've seen that that grind and that repetitiveness of coming in and and really building a player and a legacy from the ground up is what keeps people here and that's what we want you know we want people to get that feeling now of course there are people who want to come in they want to do their one season in the minors then go to the pros and build their legacy that way and that is also possible um it is not as possible for certain positions because uh, it's heavily dependent on retirement up in the pros. Um, but it is possible for a lot of defensive positions and um, and some of these high, uh, highly requested positions like offensive line and fullback, they're not as glamorous on a stat page or um, or even in a in a broadcast. So, uh, some people come in and they just like being part of a team and being that su that support structure of being on a team and also providing uh, 
they like showing like, look, my guy made that block for square bush and now he's off to the races. Right. You know? So um, that's big for some and everyone's experience is different and that's always going to be the case. So if you didn't get drafted and you're disappointed in that, it doesn't mean that you won't get drafted next time. Um, maybe there's an opening at another position after the draft that you want to take over that can happen in SFLM. Um, if there's, uh, something else you want to try after the draft is the time to see what's available and try it. Um, because we are, we do work first come first serve because it is what's easiest and honestly best for the whole divvying out the, the, uh, the positions, you know, it's whoever, whoever claims it gets it. So if you are dying to play wide receiver and you're not getting drafted at cornerback because there's 17 other guys above you, then go for it and see how it goes. Maybe, maybe there's more opportunity there for you. Um, that's really, really the best I can, I can say. The other thing is that if you stick where you're at, you're only going to get better by the next draft. You were, you were the, Tenth best strong safety this season. You could be the second best strong safety the next season, and and have a lot more value and a lot more. You're a lot more attractive to being drafted the next season. It's just it's all timing. The guys who were there before you, they have more value. They've been here longer. They should get drafted. That's two more questions. <clears throat> two more questions for you. So, what are some improvements that you? would like to see um for the sflm perhaps with the the process of how the selections or, or um anything that you see that may need to be improved either just the joining process or is there anything um right now i feel like the way the rosters are built are right in the sweet spot for providing the positions that people want to play mm-hmm. and but also not allowing some of those more popular positions to be too deep where they kind of suck in all the new users so like in the first season of sflm every team had three wide receivers but what we saw that occurred was that people would go after wide receiver and then we had a shortage on linebackers corners and safeties like and honestly we just the SFL didn't have a need for 27 receivers. They probably needed eight, you know? And so that's why it made more sense to cut that third wide receiver. Now every team only gets two. And the only positions that are truly deep are things like offensive line, where every team, we have 45 openings at at offensive line. So it's like, if anyone wants to play it, feel free because we need it. and we, but we can't make anyone play it, but it is the fast track to the pros. Like if you're an offensive lineman, you're going to get drafted. <laughs> um, it's, uh, but at the same time, we have to respect the people that want to play quarterback. And we set the expectation early. It's hard. It's hard to get in a quarterback, but it should be. It should be hard to get in a quarterback. It's the, it's the most popular position. Your name is called every down of every offensive play. You're um, you're at the top of the leaderboards. Passing stats are always first. You're always in the running for MVP. You're always in the running for Offensive Player of the Year. Like, yeah, it should be hardest, you know. Right. So 
Um, so I think that that's that's why we we feel like the rosters are in are in a good spot. The adding players are. I have a system that I feel works pretty well, and just kind of have a list of priority for each new player that comes in. Um, I check to see which team has the least amount of players, and if they have an opening at that position, I put that person there. If they don't, then I go, okay, who, which team uh, has more players than that team, but maybe they don't have enough defenders compared to everyone else, and then they go there. Like I, I have this whole kind of list of priorities I go through to try and make it as equal as possible. I like to think I'm doing a good job. Right. <laughs> You are, you are, you have been, you know, I, I like to ask that question just to see if there's anything, because everyone that I, that I have been talking to, all of the rookies, they love the draft process. They love the process of actually coming into the league. Um, I often ask, was it easy? Is there anything that you could improve on? And they often tell me no, you know? And so that's how I know that you are, you're taking the time out to think about things almost like chess moves. If this happens, then I have to be ready for what comes down the line. And it seems like you and Cam both are very good at planning. You know, I know you can't plan oh, for thanks. everything, but you do a good job. <laughs> I actually, I know I say it one more, but I always do this. <laughs> Offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's such an unattractive position? And do you think that there is a way for us to make it more enticing for people? Perhaps broadcasters can start maybe calling out the offensive line, especially when they notice a great block or things like that. I would say that the broadcasters already do make an effort to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're hamstrung by the view the game provides us. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. offensive linemen are only ever shown to us sideways. So their number and their name are never really there. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to know that the that the formation might be flipped or or that the guy is the center and it's like it's like a shell game. Like if you're focused on that center, you have to you have to watch him if you're going to call his name for a block because if he moves behind someone else, now, you know, now you don't know who is who. Uh, so it's difficult. You can really only see which offensive lineman is which if the camera is behind the quarterback. And um, and you can really only do it maybe on a replay because the broadcast view is only from the side of the field. That's hard. Um, they do as good a job as we could expect them to do in that. Uh, coaches and coaches would really be the best people when going back and watching film to go to their offensive lineman and say, Hey, I saw you make a great play. You know, here's the clip or here's the timestamp or here, you know, like watch what you did. It was really good. Um, I think that would help, but that's also hard for them because they have to know. You already have enough to do. Yeah. Um, Offensive linemen all already have maxed out stamina. That is not progressible. It's just the game even knows like these guys should never come off the field but the roster provides they're three deep at every position except center. I don't know why 2K decided that these guys would almost never come off the field, but then open up the rosters to have so much depth at this position. Um, and then the, and then stats, 
even in real life, there's no real stats for them. There's pancakes, which are generally rather subjective to the stat analyst that's tracking the stats during the game. So, and then the game doesn't track them. So it would be one that we would have to go back in and manually try to track, but without really having a way of checking who is on the field at what position and actually is pancaking the guy, like it's hard. Mm -hmm. So the position is just kind of hamstrung um, for those kind of luxuries that all the other positions get. Right. All of the other positions get it. Only offensive linemen don't. But offensive linemen are the only ones that have the luxury of progressing two players. They're the only ones that can control more than one player. It's still costs against salary cap because that needs to happen. But if a team has space and a team has, like we have a silver, um, what's his name? Mitchell Witters, I think. Yeah, Mitchell Witters from Madison. He's already a silver uh, offensive lineman. If he gets drafted, whichever team that drafts him, if they have the cap space, should just have him start another player and have him progress that because this the one that he has is in a decent spot. So, like, they could go in and they could get two for the price of one by drafting him. Mm. So, uh, and really, you can get that from, from any offensive lineman. Uh, they can't progress two players the same week. They can only do one at a time, but still, still it's it's more than anyone else gets. And I think that that's honestly the best solution we truly have at the moment uh, for trying to give offensive linemen something more where they generally have so much less. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, last question, I promise. Okay. What are your overall <laughs> thoughts on SFLM this season? Uh, Cam and I have actually had a couple conversations now how we think that the gameplay has been really good. Yeah. Um, the addition of animations has kind of blown things up on offense more so than defense. Um, but we have cornerbacks that have grabbed some of the... Uh, some have gambled on acrobatic catches, which TJ, who's a current champion has said is very important for that position. Um, but uh, a couple other guys have gone after ball hawk and closing speed, which we know are two very powerful animations. Um, so I think that what we've seen has been very good. Randy has had some ridiculous games, but when you look at it, he's not doing anything that hasn't already been done in the SFL. So, um, I think we were recapping. I was with uh, Juice Williams in SFLM chat, and we were talking about it after his 400-yard game that there have been four 400-yard games in SFL history. Reggie Streeter had two of them, and he had two of them, I think, in three or four seasons. Like, he did it twice pretty quick. So he set the record and then broke his own record. And the, and the record that he originally broke was set in season six, and it hadn't been done since. Wow. So, uh, and the only other person to do it is Zach Sandlin, who did it once and he fell like four yards short of, short of the record. So it's not impossible even at the SFL. So it's not like, it's not like he is completely overpowered and running through it. He's doing exactly what we've already seen. He's, he's just a capable running back now. Um, he had a rough first uh, two seasons he in did. 
in SFLM. And now he's getting the experience of being on top of the league and being, you know, the shining star. And he's been here long enough. And that that's great. Doug Brown got it last season. Bailey O'Shaughnessy got it the season before that. So it's like all these guys have had their have had their time in the sun and now he's getting his. So I'm happy for him. I, I hope I hope he gets drafted. Hope he goes somewhere and he gets to enjoy the league at the next level. I think it's either gonna be Tulsa or Sioux Falls personally. Yeah, I I think he would do I think he would do great with Dion, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. might be a good choice for him. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. But listen, oh, and Boise went in their first game. I know. Good for them. Yeah. I hate, I hate zeros like, in the win column. Yeah. Right. Even though <laughs> even if even if it's against your team, even we've had that happen work, you know. But yep. even I just hate to see anybody just go winless just for all of the players that are in that squad and they're progressing, they're doing everything they got to do. And then the, the coaches are working as hard as they can to try to figure this out. And sometimes things just don't happen the way it's supposed to, you know, yep. so good for y'all. But <laughs> Andrew, thank you for your time. You always have a spot on my show. Anytime you want to come on, it's always good talking to you and catching up with you. Thank you. Thank you. It was good. I appreciate awesome. it. You're welcome. Now, I can't let you go without giving you the last word. So that can be a song, that can be a poem, or a simple shout-out. Right now, Andrew, the floor is yours. Um, Sorry, I was not prepared for this. It was Uh, in your heart. Cam actually sung to me last week, so. Ooh, he sang to you? (laughs) Hold on. Uh, One time, my dad handed in lyrics to a theme song for a, um, for a, a uh, an English paper and he got a B on it even okay. though <laughs> <laughs> Here, uh, I'm excited oh man this is dark Dad, what? Never, never mind you know what the point is is that guys Feel free to hand in someone else's work at school because apparently no one's paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great, great. Now all of the the school children are going to be doing just that. (laughs) All right. Andrew, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. Anytime. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. And that is it. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Special shout out goes out to Caesar Ackerman, to Robert Cherry and to Andrew Rastaselli for being on the show. I really appreciate your time, gentlemen. I also want to remind you guys that SFLM honors voting has commenced. Take a look at the form, you know, fill out who you think deserves it and i wish all of the nominees the best of luck all right i am looking forward to bringing you another great podcast next week but until then y'all stay safe treat each other well for andrew caesar robert striker out